0: are listening to Up to Me Radio, the best and in inspirational talk radio. It's Up to Me. Welcome to another episode of Keeping it Real with Jimbo. This is Jimmy Harlow, the host of this show, and I'm so glad you're all joining us today. The past few years, whether that be from the pandemic, financial troubles, or relationship issues, or internal battles, we've all been faced with fear of the unknown, and in many ways, leaving people feel power in one way or another. I truly believe that there is one area we do have power. We have the power to choose what we focus on. In every moment of every day, we have the choice to lean into more fear and engage in more drama. Or we can make the choice to lean into positive thoughts no matter what. I'm gonna be a little bit vulnerable in today's episode and be the student, as they say. So I tell you what, let's just dive into the topic. In this episode of Keeping It Real with Jimbo, we have a special guest, Keith Walton. Now, Keith was a head football, strength and conditioning coach at a Christian school turned junior high principal, and now he is actually a pastor at Journey Community Church in Augusta, Georgia. In this conversation with Keith, we're gonna talk about his journey as well as spiritual and practical methods for you to take take your power back and transform your life with faith. Welcome Keith, I'm so glad to have you. Thanks for joining me on today's show. Absolutely glad to be here, Jimbo. Man, you know what? Keith, I just love that you were so involved. You started off as a coach, then became a principal, and now you're a pastor.
1: Yeah, no, we'll that journey happened for you, man? Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, how did that journey happen for you, man? Many many would say it was a natural progression, but in, in, I would tell you I had no idea it was coming at all. Um, I enjoyed what I was doing in education, been doing it for 27 years, and all of a sudden – the Lord tapped me on my shoulder. It's like, you know, you're going to go pastor a church. And I, I said yes and amen. And I've been doing this. I've been doing it since.
0: And how long has that been? I'll be two years old in July. <laughs> <laughs> so is that still cutting your teeth in the business a little bit?
1: Yeah, I am. I I, I am. There's a lot I'm learning. Uh, one thing I did not prepare myself for it. I've never had a problem sharing God's word, never had a problem discipling people, never had a problem counseling. What I was not expect, what I did not expect was the emotional roller coasters that pastors go through when you deal with a wedding on one day and a funeral the next. Because emotionally at the wedding, you're celebrating with the the bride and the groom, As they're becoming one and you know you're at the reception everybody's having a great time. And then the very next day you got to stand in the pulpit and eulogize someone. And so you're connecting with that family as they're grieving during their process. And at the same time you got to protect yourself emotionally as well so I was not prepared for that at all.
0: You know, I, <laughs> I I never thought about that. I,
1: hey, Jimbo, you know?
0: I, call it, I call it the spiritual roller coaster, <laughs> man. You know, I, I, that that's you know that's that's crazy. I never thought about that when you look to a you know you never walk in somebody else's shoes, huh? You know, correct. You know, <laughs> you know, Keith. You know, I think that we are all here to serve others, and it might look different for some people who don't you know have the undivided attention like you know, a team or a congregation to coach, you know, or educate, you know, or speak in front of, uh, you know, you know a, a group of people, you know, it sounds like you took that very seriously, you know, but I personally feel like every job, you know, it was an opportunity to be a teacher of sorts. And you really took that to heart. You know, uh, you were I, I, a basketball, football, strength and conditioning track coach, you know, what was your favorite sport to coach and mm. what do you miss? You know,
1: <laughs> what do you miss about that part of your life, man? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one.
0: Okay. So there's nothing like
1: football on a Friday night. There's there's nothing like <laughs> the, the smell of cut grass, uh, the popcorn in the air. There's nothing like a community coming together. There's nothing like standing on the sideline and basically playing, uh, trying to outstrategize um, the, the other uh, coach that's across the way, across the uh, field but believe it or not my favorite sport is probably track and field
0: wow yeah
1: yep and and i love tell, basketball tell me about that. too but my, so track and field it's a it's an individual sport it's you it's you against you you're competing for the most part against yourself even though sure. you're racing other people or jumping against other people or throwing the shot and disc against other people the ultimate goal is to be the very best version of yourself so you're always trying to PR, to set a personal record. And right. as, as long, even, even if you were to get last place in a race, if you PR, you still won personally. And so um, that's, why, that's why I like track and field. And it, there's so many metaphors for track and field. For example, you take uh, the high jump, for example. you got one individual that runs up against the standard. That's the crossbar. And you right. jump off of one leg and you get over that bar as high as you can. And to a point, h- human physics only allow us to jump so far. But <laughs> you put a pole in your hand and you pole vault and you run as hard as you can and you stick your pole into the little pit and you lean on that pole as hard as you can. It catapults you to heights that you never thought you could, that you could not get to on your own. And I always tell people that story in reference to God's word. If you lean on the Bible, like you're supposed to, it'll catapult you to heights that you could not get on your own.
0: That's uh that's, 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 that's actually an extremely good analogy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know did, did you grow up as an athlete, Keith? I did.
1: I did. Uh, again, playing the same sports. I just ma- mentioned football, basketball,
0: and track and field. And, you know, I, I like to think I'm like the number one half shows fan. You know, I can watch any sport. You know, I think baseball is my thing. You know, but before we go a little bit deeper into my conversation, you know, I've got to ask, you, you know, who's your favorite team? Who do you follow, man? All right. So football, it's college football,
1: actually. It's Clemson, the Clemson Tigers. Professional mm-hmm. football, it'll be the Carolina Panthers. Um, basketball, I'm probably NBA-wise, I'm a Celtic fan. Uh, college basketball. Um, um uh, That's a toss-up. Probably a North Carolina fan.
0: Oh, and, my man. <laughs>
1: yep, Tar Heels. And, oh, and, man. And College World Series, baseball-wise, I just watched the College World Series. I really don't have a team.
0: You know, I, I love to watch college baseball because I love to hear the ping of the bat. I
1: know. There is something about that. It, it's, <laughs> Hey, and, and Jimbo, it's something
0: about opening day for baseball. It's just something about Oh, it. yeah. It, 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 it's definitely special, man. You know, it, it's definitely special opening day. You are absolutely correct. Now, I'll tell you what, man. I, you know, it, it, Keith, man, I'll tell you what, let, Let's kind of dive into this, man, a little bit more. You know, it, it's my passion, you know, to, to help people and to help, you know, people build a healthy lifestyle and healthy body. But I truly feel that the world needs more people bringing love, light, inspiration to their work. No matter what field that you're in, no matter what part of you know, in your life, what you know what kind of career that you have, you know we all, you know have seen that change or shift in the way people view religion, prayer, or even spirituality, right? You know, right. so just think about how the world has changed since we were kids. You know, since we were kids. I mean, I'm 49. You know, do you think Hollywood's influence, social media, politicians, technology, has hindered or skewered people's view of religion or spirituality? Oh,
1: man, absolutely. I think uh, we have the ability to have all knowledge in, in our back pocket on our cell phone. You you have the ability to be connected to anybody in the world in a second. And I don't necessarily absolutely. think you were I don't necessarily think we were built to be connected that way you you're always on at that point when I when I left education I left education dealing with this thing called um social emotional intelligence and mm-hmm. it was showing up in our students that there was a lack of it and it was a it's it was a pandemic before the pandemic and mm-hmm. the more kids dealing with anxiety more parents dealing with anxiety more kids on more medication and it it all resulted to the fact that they could not unplug themselves from their cell phones at all so you know you you mentioned hollywood and our social media i think social Mm -hmm. media is 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 huge that's that's a huge component of that like you don't get a chance to turn it off you go to bed Mm -hmm. strolling the phone and social media you wake up strolling the phone and social media some people doing it in the bathroom strolling social media like you don't you don't ever disconnect from it.
0: so you know uh, yeah I, <laughs> I i i agree <laughs> you know my, my my kids grew up on that and it's you know it, it, i think it's something that certainly needs to be certainly needs to be monitored um sure. You know, um, you know what? What do you do, like you personally? Because I know you may use you may use social media for the church. I mean, we use it, you know, at the gym that that, that I'm at. Um, you know, and, and it, it obviously it serves a purpose. But what what would what do you say? What would you suggest to maybe one of your you know one of your uh, you know parishioners, what have you not you know in, in the church if they had a question to you about the you other know, their kids and, and their cell phone. I would, I would say
1: um, have balance because one of the worst things you could do is say no and you try to put them in uh, this box where they never get a chance to see that ever. And so now they're sneaking. Yes, sir. You don't, you, you don't want to deal with that because that creates an environment where we're not going to communicate well with each other. and We're going to lie. So you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But balance, that's the key to life. I I love red velvet cake, but if I ate it every day, it's going to cause some problems. <laughs> so therefore, you need you need to have balance with everything and self-control.
0: Sure, sure. You know, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit, man. This, this might actually kind of be a stupid question, but I, I have to ask this question. You know, the old age adage is there's no stupid question, but you know, some people don't know how to pray. Or maybe they just don't feel comfortable praying, you know, for someone that wants to have a deeper connection or learn how to pray or is on their path of, you know, path of spiritual and personal growth. How would they go about doing that?
1: Um, and you just start, um, just start, have like just regular conversation with with the Lord, with your Lord and Savior and not not over spiritualize it. Um, just talk to him just like you talk to anybody else. But just start and eventually you'll get to the point where you will do it more consistently. I'll tell you this. I had a Bible study. A couple of months ago, and it was with uh, it was it was all male Bible study. And we were talking about um, steps to being a courageous man. And what does it mean to be a man? And
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we get to one of these questions and it was about marriage. And I asked how many of you. And, and we're talking about men in their 70s that have been married 40, 40 years. And I said, how do you pray, or how many of you pray for your wife with your wife? And Jimbo, I had one guy, everybody kind of dropped their head. They didn't want to make no eye contact with me because they was hoping I don't call on them. And mm-hmm. one, guy, one guy raises his hand and says, I got to be honest with you. I struggle Praying for my wife with my wife. And I said, Now, how many of y'all believe in the power of prayer? Everybody raised their hands. How many of you will pray for your wife? Everybody raised their hands. But how many Mm -hmm. of you actually pray for your wife with your wife? And nobody raised their hands. So, in that sense, I'm saying that there's a disconnect. You believe in all of this. You, you, You say you believe in it, you believe in the power of it, but you're not actually carrying it out and using it to its fullest potential. And, and the young man, the man that raised his hand and said, man, I just struggle with doing this. And he said this, it makes me feel so uncomfortable and awkward. I just feel weird doing it. And I was able to say, well, the one reason why you feel weird doing this is that you hadn't done it enough. Uh, when you go into the weight room for the very first time and you try to bench press and you've never lifted weights before, that bar moves all over the place. You, you can't keep it steady. It's very awkward. But the more you do it, the more your muscles stabilize and you're able to move it um, up and down without it shaking all over the place. So the, the more you pray, the more you have a prayer life, the stronger it gets and the more common for you it is and more comfortable you'll be doing it.
0: Hey, So let me ask you this. So do you think that because again, this is something else that, that I you know, this is the second thing I've learned um, well, actually, probably more than that, but probably this is actually probably the, the one that stands out the most so far in our conversation. Do you think that maybe they don't pray? To God? I never thought about it. I don't know. I just I never. I mean, I do probably like they do. I guess I never thought about doing it with them at the same time. You know, my girlfriend's asked me to you know meditate with her and do some different things and um, and. I, I guess I'd never, I don't know if meditation and prayer is the same thing, but I, you know, do you think that maybe they're just kind of uncomfortable communicating with their wife? That's why maybe they haven't done it. Or maybe they're just like some crazy knucklehead like me
1: that never even thought of it. Well, I, I, I think, though, if you're going to keep everything in the proper perspective and, and proper alignment, um, in Old Testament times, the, the women weren't allowed inside the temple. Only the men could go in the temple, and basically the priest would connect with God, commune with God, and then and then share a message or a prophecy with the men that are in the temple. They would pray, and then the men would go home, and then they would share with their wives, and then the wives would share with their children. And at that point, you were in perfect alignment. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. at some point, we became very dysfunctional, and. If you look at if you look throughout churches, church congregations today, you will find that there are more women in church than there are men. Mm -hmm. And I think that entire that in its entirety causes uh, spiritual erosion and you end up not doing things that you should do just because you're out of habit with them. You, you didn't get it modeled in front of you that way, so you don't do it that way. And then you have women that assume that the man's going to be the head of the home and he's going to do this. But you've got no practice doing this. You didn't grow up playing house. That's not what men do. We were outside throwing sticks at each other, just doing dumb stuff. <laughs> right.
0: And
1: So then you don't have a foundation if it was not taught in front of you. If it was not modeled in front of you, you would never know how to do it. And I'm finding Mm -hmm. out that for a lot of men that I know, it was never modeled in front of them. So then they didn't do it either. And I know this from education, boys learn by what is modeled in front of them. I know when me and you were growing up, if you went onto a basketball court anywhere, you would hear, see a kid count down three, two, one, and he would jump up in the air and say, Jordan. Jordan. Stick out his tongue or or try to shoot it like Larry Bird or or Uh or throw up a rock and try to hit it with a bat and swing just like Daryl Strawberry or Dale Uh Murphy. Or like it was modeled in front of us and we try to model what we've seen modeled in front of us. And so if prayer was not modeled in front of you to have an active prayer life, you're not going to do it.
0: You know, I I yeah I, I, I couldn't agree more, man. That, that that sounds like you got your job cut out for you. Yeah. <laughs> <not> just me <laughs> by myself, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a God on your side, my man. For sure, for sure. <laughs> you know, I'm actually gonna go way out of my comfort zone on this one. Okay. Okay. You know, but like I said earlier, the show is called Keeping It Real. And I personally do have conversations with God, you know, like, like I would have with a friend. Correct. And, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, although I probably don't pray enough, you know, I truly believe that, you know, we become, you know, grateful for our past circumstances, no matter how difficult that they have been. You know, for we sure. can move forward with a greater understanding and awareness of what those experiences gave to us. You know, do you agree with that? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely, I do. I think our human nature, though, is to beat ourselves up on past mistakes. And from a scriptural standpoint, when you ask for forgiveness from God, God throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. It is as far as the east is from the west. However, we keep fishing that problem out and putting it back in front of us and running into it over and over again. That's it. That's a self-inflicted wound and we do that mm-hmm. over and over and over again. We are our worst critics, and we beat ourselves up more than anybody on the outside does.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm I, I actually kind of going through a little bit of that right now, you know, a little <laughs> bit of experience uh, <laughs> the experiences that, I, you know, that I had with, with, with my daughter. You know, you kind of think you know some things and, and, and you don't, you try to do the right thing and act the right thing. You turn around and ask ask God, and you know, hopefully he, he 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 uh he uh gives you the answer that you're looking for, you know. But you know, we can look back and say, you know, wow, I'm resilient. Look how much I learned from that. You know, you know, we become you know willing to see you know our difficult past experiences through the lens of gratitude and love. We can move forward toward faith. You know, you know, like you say, you'll find find. Find the good in it, you know. Do you find that a lot of people only pray when something is going bad in their life, you know, when they have I, fear I do. or when they, you know, quote unquote, asking for a miracle?
1: I, I do. I think a lot of times we use um, our spiritual growth or the Bible or prayer like it's in a little red box protected by this glass that says "break only in case of emergencies." And if you only pray. If you only pray and read the Bible when there's an emergency, you will always be in an emergency. You will always be. It, it, will, it won't ever stop. Is, you're, you're constantly playing defense. And so, so from, right. the, from the, the football coach in me says, and there's, 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 three, there's three parts of a football game. There's defense, there's offense, and there's special teams. Mm-hmm. From our, from a spiritual wall, there's defense and there's offense and you got special teams too. We, that is, dip that we can get into that later, but there's defense and there's offense. And unfortunately we're always on defense. The enemy Satan has no authority to create anything new is he just regurgitates the same stuff over and over again. And we should see that and be able to take offense and be offensive and, and move and not run into that wall. We know where it is. We know it's coming, but yet we don't. We, we run into the wall. Now something's broken, and we're on defense all the time.
0: You know, I, I will say this. I, I, I can't say – you know, I can't not say that, that I wasn't one of those people that, you know, has, has prayed when something has gone wrong. But on the flip side of this, and I, me personally, I don't know how much difference it makes in the eyes of God or what matters, but, you know, I, I do – when, when things go right, man, that, that's the first thing that I look up and say, man, you know, I, I truly, truly appreciate, you know, the, you know, the love from the world, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> whatever it be, I mean, whatever it is, man, I mean, something good happens to me. You know, I'm kind of a believer of the yin and the yang, you know, something positive, something negative. You know, you always want to try to find positive things, it, you know, negativity just, just bur- Breeze, well, breeze, just I, bad things. I, I, you know, so I
1: would I would say this to that though. A lot of times we think that uh, every trial or obstacle that comes our way is of a negative sense, but they're not called success pains. They're called growing pains, <laughs>
0: right. and
1: growing pains, literally, figuratively. I don't know if I, I can remember when I, I, I grew like four inches in one summer, my knees killed me <laughs> all the time, like excruciating Osgood slaughters. I had the little knots on the front of my knees. It was in, I was in so much pain and mm-hmm. they're growing pains. They're not called success pains. And sometimes obstacles are put in our path so that we can overcome them, so that we can gain the strength to overcome them. I can remember uh, a couple of years ago, I was on the beach at Hilton Head and they got these sand dunes and they they have signs up that say, don't mess with the turtles. But I didn't see the sign. And there was a little Uh turtle hole and there was this one little turtle, baby turtle trying to come out of the hole. And the turtle would climb to the top of the hole and the sand Mm -hmm. would give way and the turtle would slide back down. And the turtle would climb to the top of the hole. The sand would give way and the turtle would slide all the way down. So I decided I'm gonna reach down to help. So I'd go down to scoop the turtle up and here comes this four-wheeler run- driving up the beach and it was the beach police. They were like, don't you pick that turtle up? I tried to explain what I was seeing and then the officer explained to me, if that turtle does not go through that ritual of trying to climb out of that hole and slide down and climb mm-hmm. out of that hole, if you were to pick that turtle up and put him in the, uh, in the ocean, the waves will beat the turtle up because their muscles weren't strong enough to swim and they would drown and die. So wow. a lot of times we have obstacles in our life so that we can gain strength to overcome those obstacles so that we can better, so that we can better be prepared to handle the blessing that God's trying to
0: send us. You know, i tell you, I don't know about you, man, but I, I ought to be eight feet tall. <laughs> 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 Boy, you. <laughs> No, oh, I tell you what, no, I've, I've been, there's a lot of people that probably have, have lived, you know, a, a lot more difficult, been put in a lot more difficult situations than I had, man, so, well, I'm, I'm sure we've all been, you know, through, through some growing pains, you know, I, I have heard this, that, you know, let me ask you this, you know, I've heard the saying, surrender to God, you know, many right. folks think that surrendering, you know, is just giving up, you know, right. audience. Audience, guys, let, let, let's be clear. I want to, I want to, want to clear something up. Surrendering is not giving up; it's giving Correct. over. It Correct. isn't about you know going, you know, letting go of all your opinions or giving up all your dreams, but rather giving over your agenda, your timeline, your control to the presence of God. You know, what what are your thoughts on that, Keith? Oh yeah,
1: like I, my part of my testimony is when I was in college, um, I. Pray to God that I would no longer, he would no longer be my co pilot. He'll be my pilot. We're going to switch seats. So I was Mm -hmm. surrendering and I said, literally in the prayer, wherever you would have me go, whatever you would have me do, I would do it to the utmost of my ability and I give you all Mm -hmm. praise, honor, and glory for it. A lot of times we want God in our life, but we want to still control it. We still want to guide it. And God's not going to put us anywhere where we can't, uh, we can't grow and we can't be a blessing to others. And so a lot of times people are afraid of surrendering because it it creates too much vulnerability, especially, especially with men, like we have to be in control of everything. And that's when you got to learn to submit to a higher authority. And I've always said, you show me a man that does not submit to a higher authority and I'm going to show you chaos. Because his life is going to be very chaotic.
0: So how how do you feel that your journey in the ministry has helped you to you personally, you know, be a better friend, a better father, a husband? And what advice, you know, do you give men so they can start their quest on being a better father, husband, boyfriend, employee, son, you know, whatever that may be? So
1: there's a verse in the Bible. It's in Galatians chapter six, verse nine. It says, uh, do not grow weary in well-doing for at a proper time, you will reach a harvest as long as your heart does not faint. Don't get tired of doing the right thing. That You just put a period right there. So don't, don't get tired of being the best husband that you can be being the best son Mm -hmm. that you can be being the best father that you can be being the best friend that you can be don't get tired of doing that and as long as you as long as your heart doesn't faint you will reach a harvest because of that so your harvest will be an amazing family uh and a a, a very happy wife uh you have a, a, a very strong group of friends that that um, have your back in a strong support system. You will have um, a harvest of children. You will have a harvest. A lot of times people think harvest is purely monetary, monetary but there's much more to harvest. One of, the, one of the most priceless things that you can get in life is peace. And everybody in our world is trying to find it. and everybody mm-hmm. in our world will pay anything to truly have peace. I counsel so many people that go go to bed at night tossing and turning, they go to sleep, but they don't actually have rest Mm -hmm. because they're, they're not at peace. So um my advice to anybody that's trying to start this journey on being a better man uh would be you know start where you are don't get tired of doing the right thing. And as long as your heart doesn't give up as long as there's still love there, you're gonna reach your harvest.
0: Because you're going to reap what you sow? No, uh, yep. <laughs> you know, I mentioned COVID in the opening segment. You know, I've, I've always found this interesting because I work in a gym. So I definitely see the decrease not only in people working out, you know, but with new memberships in 2020 and even into 2021. But, you know, how did your church adapt, you know, with all of that? I mean, we
1: did, you know, in the state of Georgia, we had to shelter in place. So, um, you know, you stopped going to church. We put church online and unfortunately and fortunately church online was going so well that when we opened the doors of the church for people to come back, they didn't because it was a whole lot easier to watch church in their pajamas, drink coffee, eat grits and bacon um, <laughs> in the comfort of their own home as opposed to getting up early and getting out. But the mm-hmm. ramification of that was Everybody were everybody was in these silos of, of their families. There was no community. There was no connections. And us, mm-hmm. we were created to connect with one another. Mm-hmm. And, be so because, cool. yes, and because we weren't doing because we weren't doing that, you see a rise now in anxiety. You see a rise now in suicide. You see a rise now in depression. As a result of us not being able to connect, God's word says it was not. It's not good for man to be alone. We're mm-hmm. not. We're not supposed to be in isolation. As a matter of fact, when you break the law, one of your punishments is isolation. They call it prison. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we, during the pandemic, we were in our own prisons, and I think we're seeing the results of that to this day.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, man, you know, that, I, I tell you what, you know, I, I, Keith, I've I, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation so much. And my head is spinning with possible other questions. You know, I would love to have you back on the show to drill down and talk, you know, how men or people in general, you know, about how they can you know, put spiritual principles and practices in their life and anything else that can help them, you know, get aligned with their true purpose. You know, to be a source of inspiration in the world. Do you have any parting words to the audience, or anything that you would like to share that we didn't touch on today?
1: Uh, well, yep. So there's a there's a Bible verse uh, from uh, James chapter one, and it says, "Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance." And perseverance must run its course so that you may be full and complete, not lacking in anything. And as we are moving forward and growing and we go through these growing pains and we feel the stress of life on us, understand that that is a process to get you to where you need to go. Don't throw your hands up and give up. Actually, get on your knees and continue to pray and thank God for the opportunity.
0: Wow. 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 You know, I, thank you so much, man. I couldn't agree more. You know, okay. So before we go to commercial break, how can someone find you or your church? You know, we'll have this information on the landing page, but is there any website or social media sites that people can find you at?
1: For sure. I'm on Twitter, uh, Coach K Walton. i also on Facebook at Coach Keith Walton.
0: Cool you know, Keith, thank you so much for sharing your energy and your message with us. I'm sure that a lot of people listening will find your story inspiring. I look forward to inviting you back. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thank you, Keith. Okay, audience, stay with us. I'll be right back at this quiz's message from our sponsors. Welcome back. If you're wondering how you can trust the voice of inspiration rather than the voice of fear, make a quick adjustment and start to do more things that bring inspiration into your life, go back and listen to this episode again. That was such a powerful conversation with Keith. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Okay, guys, I want to hear from you. Hit the comment button box. You can ask questions, leave comments, suggestions about possible upcoming shows. Don't forget to subscribe to my show. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the episodes. And lastly, remember, we are syndicated, so this show will be on Up To Me radio channel and on the following popular apps, Spotify, Alexa, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. I look forward to serving you in the episodes to come. I'll see you the next time around. Until then, cheers, take care, and always, Jimbo's in it for the win. Peace out.